Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Hello, hello, Seth. Welcome back. Oh, man, I'm excited for today, Sean. We've got a, an amazing guest. We've been trying to get her um, to come on our show for what seems like years now. <laughs> yes, it does. So without further ado, Seth, this is going to be episode number 75 of the Post-Purchase Podcast. If you're here today, you're in for a treat, like Seth said, because we have the one, the only, a legend in her own mind and in mine, <laughs> Ashlyn Haddon, founder and creator of Ashlyn Haddon Insurance. Ashlyn, say hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Years uh, in the making. <laughs> years in the making. You're right. So, uh, Seth, I know you have a bunch of questions you want to jump into here, so let's get to it. I do. So, um, Ashlyn, I love to start at the beginning because that's a great place to start. So, Ashlyn, um, it does feel like years that we've been trying to uh, get a hold of you to talk about this because I wanted to hear your story. And that's how, um, you know, Sean and I got to know each other. I sat him down at a coffee shop and I said, Hey, you know, tell me, start from the beginning and, and bring me to current. So I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question, Ashlyn. How did you get into this crazy world that, that we're in <laughs> Amazon sellers and e-commerce? How did you uh, become the Ashlyn Haddon of today? Yeah. So you're right. It is a crazy story. I first started my career in banking. I was one of those lame branch managers who just was worried about deposits and checking accounts for my first career. And I was really just sick of banking and big banking and was moving from the Chicagoland area back to my hometown in Indiana. And one of my friends was like, hey, Liberty Mutual's hiring. Why don't you go sell insurance? And it was like, I do not want to be a used car salesman. It's like used car salesmen and insurance people, like the worst two like people in the world. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But she's like, hey, my friend works there. And if you do the interview, she gets like a $250 bonus. So will you at least just do the interview? So I was like, fine, I'll like go practice. You know, it's great to get some practice. And the gentleman who interviewed me said that this was a man's industry and that those men out there will outsell you every day. And if anybody knows me who's listening knows that I have a big chip on my shoulder and I was like, I'm going to take this job and I'm going to prove you wrong. So I did that. I became an insurance person and I was the rookie of the year, top rep in the state, third in the entire company accepted my award on stage the first year, took a picture and sent it to him and said, who can't sell insurance now? <laughs> so I kind of got into insurance on accident. Um, I did that for a couple of years and did auto home life insurance. And one of my clients came to me and said, hey, I sell on Amazon and they're requiring us to have this like liability policy. Can you help me? And I was like, dude, I don't know anything about online retail. I had no idea Amazon even had third-party sellers. I It's not worth my time. It's just go away. And he came back time and time again. He's like, Ashlyn, I need you. No one's helping me. No one cares. No one wants to deal with me. Insurance companies hate us. Please help me. So I finally, after months, was able to get him a policy and he came back and he's like, Hey, I'm in this community and there's 15,000 of us that are struggling to find this. Can I post your information? 
So then I was like, oh, maybe this is worth my time. And then I just heard story after story about how these third-party sellers felt like the redheaded stepchild and nobody cared and nobody wanted to help them. And y'all suckered me in. You just <laughs> pulled on those heartstrings and like sucked me into this community. <laughs> well, and I really just fell in love. Well, you you found your niche and that's uh, we, yeah. Steph and I love, we're huge advocates for going deep into a niche. So as you already know, we talked a little bit before we started the broadcast. I too had a little stint in insurance. I'm still licensed in the state of Indiana and I come into it in a roundabout way myself because like I said, my father's going through a divorce. He said, hey son, go get your license so I can put my entire book of business in your name. That's how I become state manager of some of the major companies. <laughs> and just like you, I've said the exact same thing. Car salesmen, especially used car salesmen and insurance agents. You know, I was so embarrassed, Ashlyn, <laughs> when I was an insurance agent. I literally told people that I play piano in a brothel because it sounded better than being an insurance agent. So, uh, yeah, like when you do introductions, like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I sell insurance. They're like, oh, I think my dog's brother, <laughs> sister's uncle's calling me. I, I got to go. It's like, no, I'm not that bad. I promise. <laughs> we, we have some amazing questions for you, but let me uh, take a moment here and pause for uh, station identity. Hey there, it's Sean Hart. If you found the information on the post-purchase podcast useful and impactful for your business, do us a favor and your colleagues a favor, share this, like us, and let others know how to find us on your social channels. We'd sure appreciate you. Now let's get back to the show. <laughs> I, love I know that you're uh, bursting with enthusiasm over there, Seth, and we have so many great questions. So uh, let me, let me uh, start with this one, Seth. Yeah, so Ashton, we uh, we want to get into the the nitty gritty, actionable, tactical things. So, what do most sellers get wrong when it comes to insurance for their business? Yeah, I think the thing that most sellers get wrong is that they don't understand what the true risks are with selling online. They think that because they sit behind this computer and behind this keyboard, that they're not at risk like they would be if they owned a brick and mortar. If you had a brick and mortar store, there's no way in heck that you would not have insurance before opening the doors. And I think people think that Amazon's got their back or eBay's got their back or Wayfair's got their jet back. And they don't. They, those platforms don't care about you. They care about protecting themselves. So you as a business owner, you need to care about protecting your business and your assets um, and making sure that you have the right coverages. Just because you're behind a keyboard doesn't mean that you can, can't get sued. Statistically speaking and actuarially speaking, the risks are higher because there's no face to the name. They think they're suing Amazon who has deep pockets. They don't <laughs> realize it's a third-party seller behind the scenes. Okay. Well said. So thank you for that. We have lots of great questions here. And for those of you that are tuning in live, feel free to just type something in the comments if you have a question for Ashlyn, and I'll jump to that. So Ashlyn, real quick, what are the different types of coverage that is available for sellers? Good question. The two main things that you have to have if you're selling on the Amazon platform is general liability and product liability. And so general liability is going to be what you do or say as a business. So let's say I'm selling this chapstick um, and I say, hey, this chapstick's going to make your lips look super voluptuous. <laughs> and I said, no, this chapstick doesn't make my lips look voluptuous and I'm going to sue you for false advertisement. That's general liability. That's what you do or say as a business. Now I take this chapstick and I put it on and now I have an allergic reaction and my lips swell and I have to go to the ER. 
That's product liability. That's what your product does to harm someone else. So Amazon says you have to have both of those. You need a million dollars of general liability and a million dollars of product liability. Those are the requirements. Okay, Seth? Yeah. Um, so, Ashlyn, what should we stay away from as sellers when we're selling online? Anything to look out for there? Yeah. So, good question. The, anything. <laughs> but I have, like, my top five. Anything that goes on the body, your topicals, your lotions, your things like that, in the body, anything you can swallow, <laughs> food, um, <laughs> digestion products, um, all of these vitamins and supplements, all of that stuff. Anything for a baby, I don't care what it is, anything for a baby, anything for a pet. In the United States, we like to sue people over our pets and our children. I don't know why. I think I guess we like our pets and our children, but those two topics are super, super litigious. And then any type of like um, exercise equipment, outdoor equipment, um, canoes, pools, anything like that. So on the body, in the body, for a pet, for a child, or exercise outdoor equipment. If you sell in any of those categories, do not sell without having insurance. <laughs> that sounds like wow. all the fun stuff to sell. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to get into a fun question here in a minute. We're going to talk about some horror stories and case studies. Yeah. But let's uh, pause for a commercial tuning in to the post-purchase podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by our friends at Gatita.com. Listen up. Amazon steals just a little bit from us every single day. Maybe not a lot, but after years, it adds up. You probably have thousands of dollars out there if you have any type of business on Amazon at all. They take nickels, dimes, pennies, but over time it adds up. Likely, you have at least several hundred dollars ready to be reimbursed to you, the seller. Amazon's huge. They make a lot of mistakes, and our friends over at Gatita make it easy to get reimbursed on everything that's coming to you. In fact, if you go to gatita.com slash ppp2k, our friends at Gatita they'll get your first $2,000 reimbursed absolutely free. And if they collect anything beyond that, they'll just keep 25 cents for every dollar of your money that they find. You have nothing to lose. If they don't find anything, it costs you nothing, and it doesn't cost anything to join. So take advantage of it right now. Go to gettita.com slash ppp2k and start collecting what's coming to you. Amazon makes mistakes. It's up to you to ask for that money back, and Gatita does it all automatically on your behalf. Do it now. All right. I love it. So um, this is going to be one of my favorite questions here, Ashlyn. Thank you for uh, suffering through, uh, you know, we, our mutual friend Yoni loves to get his name out there. and We love hearing <laughs> it, right? We so, love it. If you uh, don't mind, would you tell us about a, a case study or two and talk about some horror stories? Oh, yeah. I love this. So I think one of the my favorite, I don't want to say favorite, but one of my favorite horror stories is one of our clients who um, didn't do anything wrong. So we hear people come and say all the time, I don't sell anything risky. I'm never going to get sued. Nobody's going to sue me over a stuffed animal or whatever. <laughs> so I love to tell this one because you, you could sell anything. There could have been anything in this box. But the person purchased something on Amazon. It was fulfilled by FBA. Laid on this gentleman's front porch. The guy came out, tripped over the box, and broke his hip and broke his clavicle. Wow. He sued USPS, he sued Amazon, and he sued the third-party seller. It was 60 some thousand dollars in legal fees 
just to get our seller off the list or off the lawsuit for this. So if he didn't have insurance, he would have had to pay 60 some grand out of pocket to defend himself from the lawsuit. And all he did was fulfill this by FBI. So he did nothing wrong. His products were fine. There wasn't anything that this dude did except doing what you do every (laughs) single day. So that's one of my crazy ones. When people say, well, hey, I don't do anything risky. It doesn't matter what you do or what you sell. You still could be pulled into that lawsuit and have to defend yourself. (laughs) That's funny, Ashlyn. Actually, uh, when I was selling product and when Seth was working as an intern in my company, Seth, you probably don't know this, but we literally got sued by a prisoner from uh, a prison out in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Saw one of my newspaper ads, wrote up a lawsuit on his legal pad, and sent it in, and I actually had to address it at least because he actually filed the claim in court. It cost me like ten or fifteen thousand dollars just to make that go away. So um, right. it is attorneys are not cheap. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's cheaper just to make it go away, right? So yeah, for a six hundred dollar policy, just make it go away. Yes, keep yourself covered. So right. Ashton, I know um, a lot of. Uh, Amazon sellers are first-time entrepreneurs. They never have had to buy this type of insurance before. So can you walk us through, you know, how is um, e-commerce insurance priced? Like, what should they be looking for here? Good question. So the price, I hate to say this, depends. It really depends on what you're selling, where you're sourcing from, what your sales are, those kinds of things. So obviously insurance is going to be based on, how much you're selling and how much product you're putting into the hands of the consumers. So the more you sell, the higher the risk, the higher the risk, the higher the price. Again, higher the risk, higher the price. So if I'm selling a stuffed animal versus a fidget spinner with knives on the end of it, the the fidget spinner with knives on the end of it's going to be more expensive. So again, depending on what you're selling and how you're sourcing. Your non-private labels, so your RAOA wholesale um, sellers are going to be less expensive than your private label sellers because your private label sellers, as soon as you stick your brand on that product, you are now considered the manufacturer in the eyes of the insurance company, which means you are now 100% responsible for that product. If I'm just reselling someone else's L'Oreal lipstick, I'm going to go back to L'Oreal and all I'm out is the defense cost. So again, depending on how you're sourcing, most of our RAOA wholesalers that are doing under a hundred thousand are like minimum premium, $450, $500 a year. So you could do, have a policy very, very inexpensive. Some of our private label sellers are in the $1,500 a year range. So again, it depends. $500 to, we have a $50,000 um, woman, feminine product um category. So, I mean, it really depends on what you're doing. So basically, whether I'm selling uh, poopery or pump handles, you have a solution for me. And, and in my opinion, you know, I've been, I've been sued by a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Being in the direct you, response for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you place newspaper ads, state or countrywide coast to coast, and you're on television every 30 seconds in someone's living room, they're always looking for reasons to come after you. So I, for one, believe that insurance, and I'll just go on record for this, insurance is one of the cheapest investments that you can ever, ever invest in, especially for your business. All it takes is one lawsuit to wipe you out forever. So Ashlyn, insurance is not a sexy subject 
a lot of Amazon sellers, we like to talk about the product, ranking, reviews, how to get uh, the the next best ninja strategy to get ranked. But if you were starting all over again before we suckered you into that 15,000 person community and you found your niche and you are now the Ashlyn Haddon, what question do you wish that all Amazon sellers would ask before looking for insurance? Um, I think they need to ask themselves, is it worth it? Is saving $700 a year worth losing your business over? Um, we ha- I hear stories all the time that people are getting sued. And for example, we have one that was $608,000 in a lawsuit and she had to close her up for business and file bankruptcy. Like, Ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth losing everything that you work for all day, every day, for some idiot to trip over a box. (laughs) So basically it's like when I was in the health insurance game, we would often joke, but it's not a joke. You have to own the insurance before you call the ambulance. Right. So don't (laughs) wait until it's too late. Right. (laughs) All right. I'm going to tell one more story real quick. So I had an influencer um, that came to me and was like, Hey, I've got this warehouse. I need to get it insured. Um, Gave him the quote. He's like, I don't really want to spend that money right now. We'll look at it in six months. Calls me back in four months. He's like, hey, I'm in the warehouse. I had to move some racking around and there was a pipe in the way. So we moved the pipe and rerouted it around the racking. Um, I need to get that insurance policy going now. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, well, the pipe leaked and I have six inches of water in my warehouse. Um, And I have six inches of water all across my products. I probably am out like $200,000 in products. And I said, I can't insure a burning building too late. (laughs) I'm sorry. You should have bought this a month ago or two months ago. Then absolutely. I could have covered it, but I can't cover it now that you've had a claim. So I have a war story. story. Do it before you need it. (laughs) You're going to love this story, but before we do, we have to, uh, have to play a commercial and ask for review. You know, Seth and I don't sell anything on the show at the post-purchase podcast. So why don't you do us a favor right now? If you'll just go to your favorite podcast platform and just like us and review us, write us a review, give us a star rating. We'd sure appreciate it. And it will help other entrepreneurs like you easily find our show. Thank you. All right, Ashlyn. So here's my war story. Uh, I was 18 years old, freshly licensed, and I was taking phone calls from those bandit signs that I told you we had all over Indiana. The guy calls. He says, yeah, I need to buy some showings. And I said, okay, you're talking to the right place. I said, you know, what type of coverage are you looking for? He goes, well, it's like this. I have to go in to do some open heart surgery and I got no insurance. I need to buy some insurance to help pay for that. I don't think it works this way. Let me get to my, let me talk to my supervisor. Right. That was crazy. So I'm on the way to the ER right now and I think I'm going to die. Can I get some life insurance? <laughs> exactly. Seth, I know this is the question that you're burning to ask. Yeah, definitely. So Ashlyn, um, people I think have realized that they need insurance in their business. They need to cover their tails in case somebody trips over a box or, or, you know, uh, there's all kinds of these situations that can happen. So how do you, uh, how do you go about getting a quote for this? Because it seems like a big process, but, uh, walk us through that. Yeah. So six years ago, it might've been a big process, but like, like we said, we, we are the one and only agency across the country that focuses on e-com and e-com only. And we've streamlined this process. You can go to our website, www.ecom.insure, 
I-N-S-U-R-E. Click on get a quote. There's a drop down there that says I private label or I don't private label. Make sure you fill the right the right one. Um, the non-private label process is like three minutes. We ask a few questions. We don't ask a bunch of fluff. We know exactly what you're doing, how you're sourcing. We know what drop shipping is. We know what bundling is. We know what you're doing. Um, we just ask those questions so we can get you the right quote together. Um, I have a team of all women here in Indiana who work these day and night around the clock. So we get those out to you really, really quick. If you are doing a private label product, that's more risky. It sometimes it does take us a couple of days to find those, um, you know, find the right quotes. We have 52 different carriers. So you fill out the application once it stays in-house with us. You don't get all those calls from all of the people on the Amazon Accelerator program. When you <laughs> fill out your information, you get 37 phone calls in 10 minutes. Doesn't happen. Stays here in house. It's just us and my team that has that information. We find you the quotes and we send it to you. So I promise it is a very painless process. It's quick and easy. Um, and we find you the right coverages because we know what you're doing. I love it, Ashlyn. Now, I know uh, you prepared something amazing for the listeners of the Post Purchase Podcast, as well as those who are watching on social media. If you go to ecom.insure, you can see it on your screen. If you're listening on the podcast and it's Ecom, E-C-O-M dot I-N-S-U-R-E, Ecom dot insure. And Ashlyn has promised to save 50% off your agency fee by using the hashtag PPP, PPP for post-purchase podcast. Seth? Yeah, definitely. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is a great deal. Um, if you don't have insurance, then you have some risk out there. If you have insurance, you know, at least have a conversation with Ashlyn. We love going deep and specializing, and that's exactly what you've done, Ashlyn. And we've been uh, dying to have you on here to tell um, uh, our audience what they you know, are not thinking about. So thank you so much for coming on today, Ashlyn. Let's transition to the last part of our show. Um, we love to ask two um, really fun questions. So Ashlyn, um, walk us through what is your favorite all-time business book? Ooh, I, there's a bunch back here. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I really like the grit to grind. I'm all about the grit. Um, getting in there and starting from the ground up and, and just hammering what's, it. What's the name of it again? The grit? Grit to great to great. All right, I'm typing this up. Grit, grit to great. I don't think I've read this one. I, it's um, what's his name? Le, Robin Koval. Grit to great by Robin Koval. And it's all okay. about like perseverance and passion, and like you don't have to be the most brilliant person in the world to to make it. You just have to get up and do it. Stop making excuses and just do it. That's one of I my favorites. It. Welcome. So last fun question before we cut this interview yeah. out. We're all in business to make money at the end of the day, unless you just have a hobby that you love to solve <laughs> problems. So what is something that you've purchased in the last 12 months that others may consider a splurge, but you don't regret the purchase? So I have two little boys and we love to be outside and I bought an RV. <laughs> nice. Um, a toy hauler RV that the kids and I have been using to travel, um, and go see the world. And it's kind of a mobile office is what I'm calling it. I and we're going to go around and sounds like a write-off. <laughs> yeah, it super was, <laughs> but now with gas prices as crazy as they are, it's a diesel. So some people might say that that's, um, I would regret it, but we are really, really enjoying it and having some great 
family time time with mommy and and her two little kids. So I love it, Ashlyn. Any uh, parting words of wisdom or advice before we uh, cut this out? Yeah, my last word of advice is if you're going to act like or if you're going to be a business owner, act like a business owner. Get your darn insurance before you need it. Seth. I love it. Ashlyn, thank you so much for being um, our special guest today on the Post Purchase Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Seth Stevens, along with my co-host, Sean Hart, as always. Thank you so much, Ashlyn. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks a lot, Ashlyn. Thanks, guys.